standout former hog. Today we have former Razorback, current coach, and current NCAA certified scout, Stefan Welsh. Man, Steph, how you doing today? I'm doing all right. How you doing? Man, I can't complain. Uh, online school is kind of kicking my butt, but uh, other than that, I'm pretty good. You know what? I, I, I can definitely understand what you're saying with, with online school. And, man, I thought I was done with school and, you know, everything went virtual. And now I've landed myself right back in kindergarten. <laughs> that's that's how it works, man. But seems like you're you're doing pretty well adapting at least. I don't know how you're adapting with kindergarten. I'm sure you're doing fine there too. But you've been getting some good press on this uh, scene circuit that you're you're putting on. I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit uh, later. But uh, like I just mentioned, you you're a coach and a scout uh, right now. I wanted to know. What led you to becoming a scout? Well, um, I think, you know, I, I, I had done the EYBL for two years, so that was like, um, you know, last year I had my own organization on the Under Armour circuit. You know, I saw what Under Armour was like. And then, you know, prior to the, you know, the pandemic, I was going to, you know, be with, you know, Team Loaded for the upcoming year and they're on the Adidas circuit. You know, so when um when they start canceling everything, you know, I we, we had nothing but time. You know, and, and, and you know, one of the things I really love to do and I think I have a, a, a gift for is identifying talent. You know, so um, I reached out to some some scouts, um, Van Johnson, you know, um Baseline hoop scouting and, and, and Dane Irvin um, with the with the BI report, Basketball Illustrated report, and started picking their brains about you know exactly what you know went into pretty much they call it the service of scouting. You know, after I had done all my research and you know read all the guidelines with the NCAA, you know I kind of just you know wrote up my reports and stuff and sent it in, and I'm like you know. I mean, if I get approved, I get approved. If I don't, then, you know, I don't. And, you know, so once I send in my reports, um, they approve me. You know, um, I've always, you know, ran the camps and events. And, you know, I've always, you know, did the scouting stuff for AAU. You know, when we go out and try to identify players that we want to play, you know, within our programs. So, I mean, all the stuff that, requires being pretty much a, a certified scout. I felt like I had, you know, great practices with it because of stuff that I was doing anyway. Right. And so you ended up calling your scouting service the ICU report. Um, you founded and uh, named it. Where did that name come from? Well, you know, here in Virginia, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's, it's a lot of pick-up ball played and, you know, when, when, when players are playing with, it's always, you know, I see you. I see you working. You know, and I, I wanted, you know, to have a name that would be catchy. You know, um, it, it's something that, you know, people had never heard before. So, um, it was either um, I see scouting or, or ver- verified talent. So, I was asking all my guys and stuff like that. And, um it was split and I said, you know what? You know, I see you just sound right. It got a ring to it. You know, um and then I had 
logo done, and I like the way that the logo looked more so with ICU Scout than I did with Verified Talent. You know, so I just went ahead and went with ICU Scout. And as a former player, that I like ICU a lot better too. Uh, I mean, that's just something you hear on the court all the time. You make any sort of play, you hustle, whatever. It's like I see you. It's it's just right. it's basketball. So it. It, it makes sense, and uh, it'll relate to any young player out there, too. Um, so I, I, re- I really do enjoy the name. I think it's a perfect name for your for your service. Um, you were recently actually featured in a Sports Illustrated article um, as part of uh, the ICU scouting um, for the scene circuit that you're putting on. You want to talk a little bit about what the scene circuit exactly is? Yeah, well, obviously, you know, college coaches weren't able to come out um, in the in the in the spring this year. Um, the NCAA, you know, canceled the summer live period, and then so far this year, um, they they've canceled the fall evaluation period as of right now. Um, and so, you know, me just being proactive. You know, it's a lot of talented kids um, in my area in the 757, but also throughout Virginia. So I'm like, okay, maybe if I put a little league together, you know, have a team representing pretty much every 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 area code throughout the state of Virginia and put all these guys in one venue, um, mainly the guys that, that aren't being recruited in or have, you know, significant amount of, you know, college interest. You know, it'll draw all the coaches in that want to see these kids anyway, but also, you know, guys that may not be looked at by a certain school will have an opportunity to be looked at all these other schools because, you know, they, they, they you know, they, they're watching, you know, certain players. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm like, it was a thought and then I just ran with it. You know what I mean? I just liked the idea. And so I kind of, Tried to identify all the top guys in certain areas, which you know, I was real familiar with. You know, a lot of the guys that make things happen, you know, all over the state. And you know, once I start reaching out to guys to, you know, help me with the deal or whatever, man, it was you know, it's been pretty much down here from there. I mean, the excitement is great behind it. You know, the kids are excited. Never before in Virginia, definitely during this time of the year. You know, have you? had pretty much all the top players in the state playing the same venue on multiple weekends. So, I saw where you put out that there will be no zone defense. Mm-hmm. And there there were some other stipulations that you put out for uh, for these players. What, what all went into the thinking behind that? Well, I mean, I'm a coach, and obviously, you know, I mix it up a lot as far as man zone and all that good stuff but you know in the process of evaluating kids definitely from a college coach standpoint and if I'm a college coach you know I want to see if these guys can really 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 guard you know their position or multiple positions um and and, and for this league I think the way that these guys want to get true evaluations you know of these prospects is if you know they play man to man you know what I mean um and, 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 you know, obviously, you know, Virginia don't play with a shot clock in high school, but college basketball, you play under a shot clock, you mm-hmm. know? So, you know, for a lot of these guys that's playing, you know,
know, on, on, on this circuit, um, if you don't play in your EYB yet or, or on your Adidas Gauntlet or on your Underarm Association, they don't have any experience playing on their shot clock. So I'm like, you know, if, if we're begging for it here in Virginia, um, high schools that, you know, we would love to have, you know, a shot clock implemented into high school basketball. Um, so, you know, we're going to implement, you know, a shot clock, um, a 30-second shot clock. And, and um, I think all of us have grown to love, you know, the TBT, the, the, the basketball tournament that comes on every summer. Um, the most exciting part is, you know, in the fourth quarter when, you know, it gets to four, under four minutes, the clock shut off, and you got to hit that target score. You know, I just, I mean, we saw it this year, you know, um, in the NBA All-Star game. You know, those guys were playing, you know, um, in that Elam, and then like it was game seven of the NBA Finals. You know what I mean? And it was probably one of the best All-Star games that I've ever watched. And so we implemented the Elam in as well. Yeah, so the the shot clock thing, I think we're finally starting to get a uh, high school shot clock in Arkansas. I think I think that recently got passed by the AAA here, the Arkansas Arkansas Activities Association. And on the Elam ending, um, and you have to keep playing hard for the whole game because there's no clock that's going to help you out. You can't just sit on a 12 point lead and be like, "All right, I'm chilling for two minutes." You got to score 10 more points. Right, and I, I think that's going to also keep these guys locked in on uh, finishing games. You know, uh, we saw it last night, you know, in the, in the, in the Lakers and Rockets game. You know, they were up, you know, 20, 25 points, and they got like sedasical, and, and Houston brought it back to a five-point game. You know what I mean? So uh, I think out of everything that we do when it, when, it, when it comes to just the gameplay, I think I'm most excited about so who are going to be coaching these uh, these teams in the scene circuit? So um, I went with a lot of the guys that were respected, you know, um, in the grassroots, on the grassroots side more so than, you know, high school. Because I know a lot of these guys, you know, they, 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 they're, they're teachers in school and, 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 you know, they're going through a different time teaching virtual. And I know sometimes they probably just can't, you know, wait for the weekend. And, you know, being at the grassroots guys didn't get a chance to coach. Um, a lot of them didn't get a chance to coach, you know, during this spring and summer. Um, wanted to still give them a chance to, wanted to still give them a chance to, you know, coach. And, and obviously these guys, you know, really, really know the landscape, you know, of Virginia when it comes to identifying you know, pretty much who's who, because that's normally what they do all year round. So, um, I went with a lot of grassroots guys. Um, I actually had one um, college coach, um, Logan Miller from Christopher Newport. Um, and, 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 I mean, it's, 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 I mean, everybody around is excited because it's something that we've never had before. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't seen anything like this either. I mean, obviously you have showcase tournaments on different AAU circuits and all that kind of stuff. But this, just for, for the times that, like that the world's in right now and everything, it's you're, you're way ahead of the curve, and it's really unprecedented. So I'm really impressed with everything you're doing. Man, you know what? I appreciate it, man. It's, it's a lot of work that goes in this. And, you know, I've always been a guy to kind of think outside the box and... and, and you know, um, you know, the biggest thing for me is, 
you know, I just like, you know, helping kids have a chance to, you know, give give themselves an opportunity to, to, to earn a free education but prolong their playing careers. Like, I'm big on that. You know, I, I, you know as a high school coach, I tell my kids all the time, you know, the wins and losses is for them. I mean, that's what they work hard for every day. You know, my job is to make sure that coaches keep coming in this gym and to try to help y'all receive a free education. You know, so, um, you know, obviously we all want to win championships, but every time my kid get pretty much a $100,000 scholarship, you know, that's a championship for me. You know, and, and I'm big on that. So you're a coach yourself, too. Um, how did you get into coaching after your playing career? Well, um, like the overseas thing really wasn't for me. And, 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 and to be honest, which I never thought that I would leave Arkansas. I just, you know, I love Fayetteville. You know, I love the state. Um, um, but I knew, you know, I had to come back to Virginia and make an impact and try to, you know, enhance the visibility of, of the guys in my area because there's so much talent, man. And, 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 you know, so much of the talent. You know, it really does go unseen, you know, and, 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 you know, I thought that, you know, with me being, you know, playing at Arkansas, you know, those four years and, and, and having, you know, a professional playing career and then just having, you know, relationships in basketball at all levels all over the country, you know, I, I felt like I could really make to my area and be, a, be, a, be the advocate that, you know, a lot of my friends needed. You know, um, because, I mean, it's a lot of guys that, you know, that had the same ability as I had, or if not better, that didn't get the same opportunity that I got, you know. So um, I knew that, you know, with the relationships that I had had, had developed, you know, over the years, you know, that, that, you know, me coming back home, I would be able to kind of put something in place and, and, and give back and, and really leave a lasting impact. Um, not only you know, on the 757, but the state of Virginia as a whole. Right. Um, and so, in, in all of that, with, with helping all of these players and stuff, and obviously playing four years of college basketball, playing professionally, going back into coaching, and now being a scout, how has all of that kind of factored into your coaching style? Who are your influences? What all experiences do you draw on? Like, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think I, I think I'm a little bit of everybody, you know. Um, I think I'm a little bit of John Richardson, who was my high school coach at Woodside, that led us to back-to-back state championships. It's, you know, and, and from him, it it, it it was the whole accountability thing. You know, um, he he was really really big on accountability. You know, and, and me holding myself to a standard, you know, higher than what. Um, you know, that I, that I would hold my teammates to if I was going to be that impactful leader that I wanted to be. Um, I think I'm a little bit of Coach Keats, you know, and, and, and so, you know, I, I, I try to find a way to let all my guys play their game within the concept of the team. You know, um, we, we play really, really free, but it's structured. Um, I, I think I got a little bit of you know, I played for, you know, Taylor Jenkins, who, who was the head coach uh, now the Memphis Grizzlies in the D-League. I think, I, you know, the things that San Antonio do offensively, it always stuck with me. 
um, that just the system and the way that they run run their stuff and you know um, I got I mean again like I got a lot of that in, in, into you know my scheming and the way that we you know play off of making reads and, and things of that nature so um, I think you know pretty much all of the guys I play for um, even with Coach Heath you know it, it, it was constant movement. You know, constant backside moving when there's action going on on the other side to keep the defense, you know, accountable. Uh, you know, I think I think some of everybody has played a you know a vital role in you know my approach as a coach. That uh, comment you made about free but structured kind of struck me as something uh, similar to what Mus wants to do with his uh, pace and space. Um, have you talked to him at all or bounced anything off on, on him with coaching? Not necessarily coaching. It's always like when they post their videos and stuff, like, you know, just walling up drills. I've taken that from them. And then last year when they were playing defense and they were holding strings, keeping their hands high, I took that from them. You know, a lot of the times I talk to much, it's about, you know, you know how, how happy I am that he's, you know, at Arkansas, how much of the perfect fit he was, <laughs> how much I wish I could have really played for him. Um, and then, you know, just about kids in general, players, things of that nature. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Must strikes me as the kind of coach that pretty much everybody would want to play for. He, he'd be hard to play for, but he, he he strikes me as someone that everybody would want to play for. Yeah, man. He he. I mean, he he he's the ultimate players' coach. You know, I know he he coached Courtney Forsen in the G League in Reno. You know, Courtney raved about him as well. You know, so. Um, but you're not gonna find too many people that's gonna have any, any too many bad things, you know, to to to, to say about us. You know, um, great coach. You know, great great. You know, basketball mind. He's always been around the game. Um, really, really cares for his players, man. It, it, you know what I want to like about you know Mus. Uh, the most is he just he's honest, man. You know what I mean? Um, he, he, he is a flat-out great dude. That's always reassuring to hear from a fan standpoint. I know Razorback fans are really engaged with him on social media and always keeping up to everything he has to say. Uh, I forget what uh, website it is that puts all that information out, but uh, Eric Musselman was number one out of all head coaches in interaction on Twitter from his personal page. Uh, I mean, he just gets it. He he puts out a bunch of stuff on social media. He's interactive with the fans. Um, he he's helped me get um, Coach David Patrick and Coach Ruda on this uh, podcast too. So I mean, he I think he just gets it. Yeah, I mean that's that's just generally who he is. I mean, any any I'm definitely in today's society, man. You know, I was I would, I would say ninety eight percent of athletes. I mean they. They love social media, you know what I mean? So uh, what he's doing and the content that he brings, you know, it's just, it just fit today's kid. You understand? You know, in order for you to fit today's kid, you have to be able to adapt to today's kid. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, we just living in a different time, you know? And I, and I think that, you know, right now, you know, the visibility on Arkansas's basketball program is is as as bright and as good as I've ever seen it. 
Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, the way that much brand the program, how much he does engage on social media. And, 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 you know, for a lot of people, you know, all they have to do is take a visit to Arkansas. And they'll see, like, you know, wow, this is actually a cool place. You know, but the only way that you can kind of draw people in to visit Arkansas is to show them that the things that, you know, we have to offer. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, Musk has done a phenomenal job with that. Uh, you know, I, I say it all the time, man. Like, Arkansas is really the sleeping giant, you know, of the SEC. You know, we our facilities are second to none. Uh, you know, it's, it, I mean, our, our, our fan base is second to none. You know, our, all of our coaches as a whole, from girls basketball to baseball, uh, with, 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 with Pitt now, the football coach, our, 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 our coaches, our coaching staff, you know, you know, throughout the whole athletic department is second to none, you know, and those are the results we get. And so um, I just think, you know, part of getting, drawing kids in to make Arkansas, you know, more visible, Oh, yeah, and that's something Muss kind of spearheaded as soon as he got here. I mean, when he was at Nevada, he was really big on social media there, too, but he was big on uh, building the Razorback brand. That's exactly how he phrased it was, you know, hey, anytime we're going to uh, watch a kid, recruit a kid, or whatever, if we're in a gym, people see that Razorback and they're like, oh, Arkansas is here. Because the program still, even though it's it's kind of been down uh, relating to like the success of the 80s and the 90s under uh, Eddie Sutton and Nolan Richardson, that Razorback logo still has such respect in the game of basketball, if not for the uh, from the common fan, at least from those who are familiar with the sport as a whole. You know, like high school coaches and AAU coaches and all that, they respect the program as a whole because they remember what the program was. And so it, I think it's great that Must recognize that and it's just like we're, we're gonna we're gonna brand this thing we're gonna make it known again and we're gonna land some top recruits here but i agree you know 100 like i said you know our facilities are second to none you know our coaches our, our our coaches across the board are second to none you know our facilities are second to none i mean you know all again I always say, if you can get a kid on a visit, you know, because, you know, the, you know, the state of Arkansas isn't that just sexy name, you know. Um, I'll never forget it when I took my visit, you know, and I got off the plane and we were riding from Northwest Arkansas Airport, you know. And if you haven't flown out of Northwest, Northwest Arkansas, you know, like, that road that you take to get to the interstate is like, yo, where am I at? Like, what? <laughs> You know, until you get on the interstate and you get to Fayetteville, you're like, oh, okay, this is, you know, pretty good, great college town. But, man, when you get off that plane, you know, you leave the, you leave the airport, you're like, yo, where am I? Like, is this really what, you know, what what Fayetteville look like? You know, so, um, you know, I, mean, I, think, I think, you know, again, as a whole, you know, uh, all our, you know, programs are trending in the right direction. Uh, even Mike Neighbors, how about Mike Neighbors, man? man. He, he's done a phenomenal job, phenomenal job. He uh, really has. I had him on the show uh, a couple weeks ago, and man, he is a fun interview. He is hilarious. He's another guy that just really gets it as far as 
knowing his players, knowing how to recruit players, and and, and the style of play. He said one of his biggest um, selling points is the style of play, but he doesn't even tell any of the players he's recruiting about Fayetteville. He just says, uh, you'll find out when you get here, and then he just kind of sells them on the awe factor, like, wow, I was not expecting Fayetteville to be like this. Right, and that's, and that's why I keep saying if, if if we get recruits on visit, then it's, 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 it's hard for them to say no. I can promise you that. And you're speaking on experience with that. Engaged, though. You know, you're walking down Dixon Street and, you know, they, 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 they know, who, know who these recruits are. And, 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 I mean, it's just different. It's different. And you're speaking that's from experience different. on all that, too. You lived it. Yeah, it's... it's, it's you know, it's totally unbelievable. One of the best experiences that I've ever experienced in my life. You know, and I wouldn't trade that for anything. One thing I did want to ask you, um, so Muss obviously had a very, very much uh, pointed directive to hire an NBA staff. He wanted to hire guys with NBA experience. He wanted to sell Arkansas as a place, hey, we're going to get you to the NBA he was runner-up for coach of the uh, coach of the year in the NBA uh, one year when he was at Golden State, right behind Greg Popovich, one of the greatest coaches of all time. Um, he had years of experience in the G League. He hired Clay Moser, who was an assistant with the Lakers. Earl Boykins on staff. He's a longtime NBA player. Uh, you had David Patrick, who was a scout for the Houston Rockets. Like, the list goes on with all this NBA uh, experience. As a grassroots coach. How much does that impact a kid's decision, or at least pique their interest into a program? Um, I think, I mean, when it comes to recruiting the high-level kids that he's recruiting and the high-level kids that he's getting and that he'll continue to get, I mean, that's one of the biggest factors, you know, because a lot, all these guys coming in is highly ready, you know, rightfully, so they all think they're pros, you know, and, and, and you know, what better as a parent, you know, um, and if it was my son, you know, what better situation, you know, would you look for in the program to, you know, um, to, to tap into, you know, pro potential, um, then putting him around, you know, a staff of guys that, that have lived it and that understands what it takes from a coaching standpoint in months, from a from a from a playing standpoint at Earl, you know, from a scouting standpoint, you know, in, in David Patrick. I mean, he I mean, all across the board he nailed it. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, when you talk about, you know, recruiting all these high level guys and, and, and you know, um, developing pros, um, what better guys to, to, to do that than guys that have been there and done that. Right. Now, I want to shift the focus back to you for a second. Um, So after you committed to Arkansas, you enrolled, your first two years, you went to -to back-to-back NCAA tournaments. What was that like? Um, Unbelievable. Um, You know, and and for us, we were always a team that, you know, came on, uh, you know, late February. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, just, you know, playing in the SEC tournament, you know, that atmosphere of, 
guys, you know, Kentucky, um, Arkansas usually have, you know, the second most fans in events like that, you know, um, and, 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 you know, just the atmosphere of March as a whole and, and knowing that you, you know, you have to win a certain amount of games to give yourself a chance. It's, it's a different type of energy. Um, but it's, it, I mean, it's, seriously, it's nothing like playing in the NCAA tournament at all. So after your first two years of going to back-to-back NCAA tournaments, you ended up going back-to-back losing seasons. What was what was that? I guess how difficult was that to go from two NCAA tournaments to then two losing seasons? I mean, it was really difficult. Uh, definitely going through, you know, a culture change. Um, you know, that I look back on my career and I understand, you know, the business, you know, of of college basketball, college athletics as a whole. Uh, you know, I was. You know, I, it, it 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 was difficult, but you know, Fayetteville had become pretty much my second home. You know what I mean? And and, and so um, I was so locked into you know you know being a Razorback um, and and wanting to write that ship um, that you know for me. Leaving was never an option, you know, but at the same time, when you start thinking about business, when you start thinking about business, you know, it, it, it could have been a situation had I maybe left and went somewhere else, you know, you know, things could have turned out a lot differently for me, but you know, I, had, I had fell in love with, with, with you know, Fayetteville and you know, I've, I've fallen, fallen in love with the University of Arkansas and, and, and you know, just the relationships. Um, you know, it, it, you know, it, it's nothing like, it's, it's seriously nothing like being a Razorback at all. And, and I'm sure there are hundreds of other players who will say that same thing. Like when you, when you across all sports, when you put on the, the uniform, there's there's just nothing like it playing for Arkansas State where uh, there's only one major program in the state and on top of that there's no professional sports program in the state so for the entire state you are on this pedestal because you're a Razorback. Yeah, I mean you can you can go six hours away from campus in the state and get off and go to you know any get, get gas. You know, at a, in a random place in Arkansas, and I can guarantee you that if it's 20 people, you know, at this gas station, 15 of them will know you, and that could be for any sport. You know what I mean? And it's, I mean, it's just, it's just a different love. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a different support level, um, and it really is genuinely just a, a, just a, it's a, it's a special place. Now, your teams, when you were on campus, you had some talent. Uh, not even just a little bit. There, there's a lot of talent to go around on that on those teams, even on the, the teams that had losing seasons. I mean, you had yourself, you had Mike Washington, you had Courtney Fortson, uh, Rodney Clark, a uh, host of other guys. Um, what was it like playing with, with so much talent around you? I mean, it was always fun. 
you know, um, when we, you know, when we were just able to just go out there and just play the way that, you know, we wanted to play. And I think, you know, when we were, when we, when we knocked off, you know, a number two team in the country like Oklahoma, you know, you know and, and we knock off a, you know, number five team, Texas or whatever they were ranked. You know, if you go back and watch any of those games, you know, we were just playing. You know what I mean? Just, just, just playing. You know, and I think if you go in and then, you know, when you look at, you know, the stuff when we started to, you know, lose a little bit, and then you go back and watch those other games, you get, I mean, you'll be able to come, you know, to your own, you know, understanding of why exactly, you know, things change. You know, and that's one thing about film. Film don't lie. You know, so, um, you know, I just think that, you know, when we, you know, when we were winning, everybody was having fun. You know, we were just going out there playing. You know, that's the type of team we had. You know, a running gun, fun, fun style team. You know, and then when you go look at, you know, when we start sliding, you know, it was it was more so, you know, I felt like, you know, we went more so into being a set team you know, trying to make sure that we knew where shots were coming from, um, the things of that nature. And, you know, it, it kind of just took us out of our groove and we weren't able to necessarily, you know, regroup. I was actually at both of those games, the, the Oklahoma and the Texas games, and I, that was one of my earliest memories of, of Bud Walton Arena because um, I was 12, 13 years old at the time, and... I hadn't been to many uh, games at Bud Walton Arena uh, by then. Certainly none that had been sold out um, because the the mid two thousands were not good for the program. They just it was very much a down period. So I think that is my earliest fond memory of Bud Walton is going to back to back games where uh, the Razorbacks knock off back to back top ten teams, and you actually had. Uh, I think you had 19 points in one of those games and 21 in the other. You were averaging around 20 points a game in those two. Yeah, I mean, again, when we were able to go out there and just play, you know, and, and have fun and, and, and kind of do what we do. You know, like like you know, like I said, we might say we're going to play structured, but everybody going to have their you know, freedoms. You know, we were good, you know, and... and, and you know, a lot of that too was on us. You know, we were really, real, we were a young team too. You know, some of that could have kind of, you know, been been, been complacency. You know, not realizing how difficult, you know, the SEC was across the board. You know, um, but when you knock off two top ten teams and then you you a young team like that, you know, um, you go from being, you know, pretty much the hunter to the hunted. And I'm not sure, you know, that as a whole, we were ready for that. We were, I don't think we were, as a whole, we were ready to pretty much take everybody's best shot every single night. So. Yeah, and even even when the SEC is down, it's still a very much, very much a competitive conference. And I know a lot of people say Arkansas has no true rival or, or something like that, and that can be said for a lot of other SEC teams because pretty much every game within the conference, no matter what sport, it, it's almost like every game is a rivalry. So you're, you're getting everybody's best shot week in, week out. And so y'all were doing that with a young roster after you beat 
two teams that you had Blake Griffin and, and, and was that was that that wasn't Kevin Durant's Texas though was it? No, it no. was it was AJ Abrams. That's and, right. And, that's and right. Dominic James, and Big Dexter Pittman, and they were good. They were good for sure. Um, yeah, man, the SEC is. I mean, any night if you don't come out to play, you can lose, and that, and that can be a you know against a team you know that's. 0-12, or it could be a team that's 7-9, don't matter. You know, if you don't come out, you know, and play well, you know, you're going to have problems. Definitely on the road. So did you have a favorite moment as a player? Um, it's going to sound funny, man. Probably when, um, probably when USC came to town for football. I mean, and, and it's my freshman year. You know, this is right after, you, you know, USC had Reggie Bush and all those guys. I mean, you're talking about 300,000 people at least, you know, just walking around campus and, you know, all over everywhere just excited for the big game. And, you know, it wasn't even a, a matter of if we're going to win or lose, just that atmosphere. You know that, I mean one of the best atmosphere for any kind of event that I've ever, you know, been a part of. I mean, absolutely unbelievable. Um, which I, I mean, I'm pretty sure USC, you know, beat us pretty good, but, you know, just that atmosphere, man, you know, um, it's, 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 I mean, it, it stuck with me for sure. Yeah, I think the highlight of that game is when uh, Dallas-Washington kind of pick up and power slammed uh, one of the kick returners for USC early on in the game. The crowd went nuts. Nuts, yep. No question. Yeah, man, it's, I mean, I, I mean, and then obviously being able to have from DC to, you know, watch Darren McFadden and Felix Jones every Saturday, man. You know, it was, it was, it was nothing like it. It was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, I, I can imagine that being fun. I had I actually had season tickets and was able to go watch them uh, a good amount when they were in Fayetteville, and that was, I mean, it was it was a treat to be able to watch them. I remember I actually the the South Carolina game where Darren McFadden ran for three hundred twenty one yards. I was leaving early with my mom, and I kind of walked out of the stadium, and then I saw him break his like eighty yard touchdown run against them, and on in the middle of his run, I turned around and sprinted back into the stadium. Yeah, man. I mean, those Saturdays, man, you know, and it, it, it was like, you know, every Saturday home game, it was like, I wonder how much, you know, they're going to run for. You know, it was, it was, I mean, it was really, really and truly a treat, a really, a real joy, you know, um, to, 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 to have those guys and then that transition into, you know, pretty much Ryan Mallett, Joe Adams, you know, Greg Childs and Jerry's right. I mean, you know, unbelievable times, man. Sincerely. For sure, for sure. So back to the scene circuit real quick before we close all of this out. When exactly does that start? So actually on Sunday, since it's three teams from the 757, we're going to do pretty much an um, NBA-style draft um, down here with all these guys where we'll you know, pretty much... Um, we'll, we'll, we'll pick the order, you know, put all the names in the hat as far as who, you know, who, who draft first, second, and third, and then, you 
be on on on, on Sunday. Um, and then the Richmond 804 team has two teams, so they'll draft a five of that on Monday. Um, and then the first session date is October 10th, and that'll be in Dell City, Virginia. The second session will be um, October 31st in, in Virginia Beach, Virginia, at this big 16-core facility that they just built. We'll have the first major event there. Um, and then we'll wrap it up November 14th in Richmond at U-Turn Sports Performance. But if, you know, any, if, if any chance, any event that the Virginia High School League, the VHSL, um, cancels, you know, our season, um, then we'll add four more teams um, and we'll add six more sessions. That's a lot of basketball and that's a lot of exposure for all these players. Man, it is, man, and, and again, it's something that our area has never had before, ever, you know, so um, now that, you know, once Sports Illustrated dropped their article and stuff like that, man, it's been, you know, it's, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been crazy, you know, but, but it's going to be good, and, and, and you know, I'm pretty sure guys will, will receive offers and it'll give, you know, coaches a chance to, you know, evaluate they, you know, haven't been able to come out and, you know, in an event that, you know, um, the NCAA um, allows coaches to come out, hopefully it's a way that I'll be able to get the event certified so that, you know, college coaches will be able to attend these, these sessions. Well, you're going to have support from all of your Razorback fans who still keep up with you because, you know, once once you're a Razorback, you're a Razorback for life. So I'm sure you've had uh, a bunch of support come through from Razorback fans on Twitter and social media. I've been trying to uh, share your stuff and get it out to some, some people around here too. And obviously now nationally you're starting to get recognized for it. So everybody in Arkansas and everybody nationally is really, really excited about what you're doing. And I'm sure high school uh, – athletes in general as a whole are probably appreciative of what you're doing just because they want their opportunity to show themselves. Yeah, no question, man. I just, I'm looking forward to it, man. You know, I'm looking forward to, you know, definitely helping out guys this year and, and, and you know, I'm looking forward to seeing where, you know, where, where we can make it better from this first trial run and next year to make it even bigger and better, for sure. Yes, sir. Well, that's about all I have for you today, but I appreciate you uh, coming on and, and talking to me for, for a bit. Oh, uh, man, it's fine, man. Go Hogs. Yes, sir. Go Hogs.